This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, farming, gardening, and food. My guest this afternoon on Digging in the Dirt is the Executive Director of Sustainable CT, Lynn Stoddard. Sustainable CT is a free, dynamic, voluntary certification program that inspires, supports, and accelerates actions to help Connecticut communities thrive through a fast, flexible funding program to support sustainability initiatives throughout Connecticut. Lynn has more than 20 years of experience in developing and implementing sustainability programs. Her expertise is in climate change and energy and environmental policy. I invited Lynn here today because I saw that Sustainable CT has announced the Sustainable CT 2023 awards and celebration. Welcome, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So tell us a little bit about Sustainable CT's mission first. Essentially, we're trying to support towns for the great things they do to make their communities better places to live for all people. And we do that with a menu of best practices. This was informed by towns across the state as we were creating the program. We said, what makes a town a great place to live or visit? And they said things like environmental stewardship, renewable energy, but they also said things you might not typically think about um, that are broader than environmental sustainability, like um, I feel included and welcome in the community or a thriving arts and culture scene that gives our community a sense of identity or support for local businesses, affordable place to live. So all of those things got bound up into our menu of best practices. We put them out there, we provide support for towns to help achieve those best practices. And then towns can apply for certification. So the great thing is acknowledging towns for their successes. So you mentioned we've just announced our 2023 certified communities. That includes 16 certified towns and six towns that have achieved climate leadership. It's really exciting because we're the very first year we've included gold level certification up till now. The first five years of our program was just silver and bronze. We added gold and we have our first gold community. So it's, it's pretty exciting. That is. And I see that it's New Haven. What makes New Haven doing a better job than everybody else? It is New Haven. So for gold certification, well, let me back up. For any certification, towns have to do at least one of these actions or best practices that I mentioned in 12 broad categories. Those categories are things like I mentioned, affordable housing, arts and culture, supporting local businesses, as well as the renewable energy recycling kind of stuff. Um, Got to do at least one thing in those category. Each category achieve a threshold of a certain number of points for bronze, silver, and gold certification. And all certification levels have to um, embark on a, a bit of an uh, equity process to connect with folks they haven't in the past been part of um, municipal decision-making and actually change a municipal decision based on that conversation. So what happened for gold is they had to do more points, of course, to achieve gold, gold certification, but we made the criteria for gold focus on going deeper on climate, deeper on equity, and deeper on collaborating with other towns. So what New Haven has achieved is really um, remarkable 
They've done incredible amount of equity work for stories of how they've connected with different residents in their community and actually changed the way they're doing business as a result of those conversations. Equity training for municipal staff and a public statement on why equity is happening. So that's the, the going deeper on equity. They've also achieved what we call our climate leader designation, which means they've done a bunch of actions that have reduced greenhouse gas emissions um, through energy efficiency in town buildings or tree planting, things like that. Um, and then they have collaborated with another town or more than one town on a regional initiative. So even though we're awarding towns for things they've done, what we really wanna see is towns working together. And so New Haven did that as well. Hmm. So they must be working with lots of community groups and with the political types and all the different parts of the government. What else are they doing? And, and also my question is, what what do they get out of this other than recognition that they're doing a great job? Oh, that's not enough. Fame <laughs> and glory. They get to be talked about on your radio show. No, they, um, well, let me answer the second part first. What do they get out of it? So the work, as you can imagine, involves collaboration among a zillion departments within the town, public works on how they um, make their, their roads accessible and safe for all users, the recycling folks, the energy folks, the climate folks, the people responsible for equity and inclusion and so on. So it's a lot of work among the staff and documenting all the things they've done. It's also a lot of work with residents, as I mentioned, um, listening to residents and, and changing the way they do something. So for that aspect of their equity application and certification, a few of the actions were related to what we call complete streets. So it's making streets safe, welcoming, and accessible for all users, walkers, bikers, as well as cars and transit. And they did some close-ups on a couple specific areas, intersections in town, where there were issues with speeding or safety. And they basically um, brought the, the users in the neighborhood together and talked about ways to alleviate those, those issues and make the streets safer, came up with some designs, uh, went back to the residents and community, heard you know, more uh, input on what, what the town was suggesting, and then refine the designs even further and, and um, the work that they did on the streets. So um, a lot of interaction with, with residents and people in the town as well. Obviously there are a lot of nonprofits and community-based organizations involved in all of this work um, that makes our communities better. So it's a lot of coordination. It's mm -hmm. really kind of a huge audit of all the stuff you're doing across your your municipal departments to show that you're really exemplary in these many, many, many different areas. So yeah, the reward, so to speak, they, they get a, a plaque, will be honoring all the certified and climate leader towns on October 17th at our celebration. This year, it's going to be in Winstead, Connecticut at the American Mural Museum, which we can talk more about. Yeah, I'd like to do that for sure. Yeah. But um, essentially, we recognize New Haven and the other towns in front of um, their peers. Um, we also 
get on stage at the annual convention of the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities during lunch and give recognition to the towns that earned sustainable CT certification. And then we, yeah, we showcase their work. So on our website, anyone can get on and look at any of the certified towns and the cool things they've done. Um, the exact details of like, okay, what did they do on these actual street intersections to make them safer and respond to the people? And you can click on the documents and see how they did that and learn and replicate or improve for your community. We have towns share their, their success stories with other towns through webinars and our virtual coffee hours and, and things like that. So it really is recognition and holding these towns up as leaders in sustainability so that others can be inspired and learned from them. Sure. And you're, you, gold is just what New Haven got the top award, but you gave out 16 um, awards to communities. So we, I think we should mention them at least, right? Cause they did so well. We definitely. The, should. the uh, I'll do the, I'll do the uh, silver, which is six of the communities. And those are Bristol, Chester, Hamden, Middletown, and old Saybrook, they all hit the silver certification this year. What, what about, do you have the, I don't want to yeah. put you on the spot, but do you know the bronze ones? <laughs> yes, I do. Coming in for bronze this year, Bolton, Branford, Clinton, Granby, Marlborough, Montville, Stonington, Trumbull, Wyndham, and Winchester. Awesome. So all told, that's at 16 total with the gold, silver, and bronze, which is awesome. And how many have come before this over the years? Oh, each year we probably have anywhere from about 15 or 16 to, to 20, 22, maybe even as many as 24. So certification lasts for three years, and then a town has to resupply, reapply. Mm -hmm. So currently, um, there are 68 towns including those from this year that are currently certified. Very good. Well, we have Trumbulls in our backyard, but no Bridgeport yet. <laughs> Bridgeport, I think, is working on it. I have no doubt that they'll be on the list soon. That's good. That's good to hear. So <clears throat> let me drop back a little bit and ask you to define sustainability, sustainable. What, what does that mean when you're applying it to communities? Yeah, well, I think the most important thing to say first is that it's not just environmental sustainability. So if I asked you, what was a cool town you went to or visited or that you love? And then I said, Kevin, like, what was it about that town? You would probably say things like, there were cool restaurants. I felt safe. I felt welcome. There were maybe some nice parks. It felt like the town was run well. I noticed that they recycle and there's not a lot of trash on the streets. They care about the environment and so on. If you actually live there, you might say, yeah, it's actually not too hard to find a, a nice house, a place to live in my town that's affordable. There's a diversity of housing ranges and types for me to choose from. There are opportunities for me to buy local foods from a farmer's market or um, a co-op or something like that. So all of those things that you might mention are the things that our towns have mentioned as we created the program. So sustainability means all those things. I mean, I can, I can rattle off how we um, aggregate those things into 12 categories. One is equity, one is thriving local economies, and then there are like multiple actions under each one that a town can take. 
well-stewarded land and natural resources, vibrant and cultural, creative cultural ecosystems, dynamic and resilient planning, that's by the town, clean and diverse transportation systems and choices, renewable and efficient energy infrastructure, inclusive engagement, communication and education, that's on a part of the town with residents, um, strategic materials management, which is what we, the term we use now for recycling and composting, health and wellness opportunities, which includes local foods, healthy foods as well, healthy, efficient, and diverse housing, and effective, compassionate, homeless prevention. And then we have a category 13, which is innovation. Tell us the great things you're doing that's not on our list that we should give you points for. So there's a lot of cool stuff that comes in under that category every year. It, it sounds a little bit like there's it's a little bit easier for a wealthier community and not so easy to do a lot of this stuff for an urban community. Do you take any special interest or care or uh, approach to urban communities? Let's say like Bridgeport, because that's where we are. Yeah, well, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, we always get the question about, does it apply? Is there equal access for all communities? Sometimes it's coming from someone saying, I live in a little tiny rural town. And how can we access the program you're talking about? A bigger city like Bridgeport that may have funding challenges. What we have specifically designed the program to meet the needs of all towns across Connecticut and really proud to be able to say that some of our smallest towns of like a thousand-ish people have achieved certification up to the largest cities. So Hartford, New Haven, we're hoping Bridgeport will come in soon. And so what we've found, because this is an effort that really engages the whole community, residents as well as staff and elected leaders, it's not so much about the budget of the town. In some cases, it's, yeah, I mean, towns are providing municipal services. This speaks to the quality of how they're providing those services and doing the work that towns do. So in some cases, cities have bigger staff, more departments, uh, because they're serving greater populations. And in a sense, it might be easier for the cities um, to do this work and document it because they just have more staff, as opposed to like the tiny rural town where the selectman is also the dog catcher and like, you know, cleans the schools or something like that. Maybe not that extreme, but it is easier probably for towns with that are, you know, well-staffed. That said, we have lots of support and resources so that all towns of all sizes can be successful. And as I mentioned, we're really excited that the range of towns that achieve certification span population, um, the, the counties and regions across the state geographically, and yeah, any other demographics. So some of those resources, every summer we hire our, our team, of course, our staff, every summer, in addition to our team, we hire about 12 college students from Connecticut that work full-time to help towns implement sustainability practices to understand the resources that are available for free from our program and take advantage of them to actually pull together the documentation that's needed to submit for certification to show what they've accomplished. So these are our sustainable CT fellows. We embed them in the regional council of governments. So there are nine of those. So these fellows are spread across the state in the locations where 
mayors and town staff are used to meeting each other in their region and working hands-on with the town. So that greatly expands our, our capacity, both person-wise, hours per, you know, available to help towns, as well as geographically, because it spreads, spreads us throughout the state. Mm. Um, they're there for 12 weeks throughout the summer, and it's during the time preceding certification, which is the end of August, the submissions are due. So that's really helpful. We have partners across the state, partner organizations that are experts in a lot of these areas of sustainability practices, and they provide free resources to the town. So just for example, the energy actions, the Green Bank partner with very closely, as well as Eversource and Avangrid, who administer the energy efficiency programs for the state. They're providing a lot of free resources to towns. We work with the Nature Conservancy, which provides free community resilience building workshops to towns through our program and so on. So we have a tiny team, tiny but mighty, but we do not have like extensive expertise in these many, many, many different areas that a sustainable CT embraces. And that's where we bring in the experts from our partner organizations, nonprofits, state agencies in some cases, and so on. My guest this afternoon is Lynn Stoddard. She's the executive director of Sustainable CT. We're talking about their mission and a lot of other things. You know, you start to talk a little bit. I just want to touch on more of the nuts and bolts. Do you identify places you want to get involved and send out somebody? I mean, not just the college students for the summer or I mean, do you have staff to go out and reach out to communities and explain what's going on and how they should get involved? We do. So, I mean, when we first launched the program, we had regional meetings across the state to explain the program. Now, um, 131 of our 169 municipalities in Connecticut are participating in our program. The going out and explaining the program happens more when uh, a town invites us. Please come speak to our town council. Uh, we'd like to join the program and uh, we want them to understand more what it's about or we're invited to come in and you know help a sustainability team in a town as they're working on certification. Yeah, when we do outreach, we usually try to combine it with places towns are already meeting anyway, like through mm-hmm. a meeting at a council of governments or a conference or something like that. So if a community is unaware of what your mission is or what you're doing and they want to get involved, what do they do? If they're listening right now and they just found out. (laughs) Yeah. The easiest thing is to email us at info, I-N-F-O, at sustainablect.org. And that goes to basically the whole team and just say, hey, I heard about the program. I want to learn more. And one of us will give you a call, offer to come out, offer to meet on Zoom, whatever's helpful. So yeah, depending on what towns are looking for, some of them might be registered for the program, but haven't started to work on certification. So they might reach out for help with that. We can meet them wherever they are. And that goes the same for individuals too, if they're listening and they want to, they want to touch bases with you and find out what they can get involved with. Exactly. Um, often we we're well connected with residents in all the towns that are doing this work. So you might just not be aware that there's a whole group of people working on these things in the community that you live in. Mm-hmm. There's actually um, something else I want to mention that's an easy way for residents to engage, and that is our community match fund. I was just going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, if I can take a minute. Um, sure, go for it. We have funding to help towns uh, implement these sustainability actions, and it's called our Community Match Fund. It's not a traditional top-down grants program like most people are familiar with, submitting an application, waiting to hear back, and so on, with a lot of paperwork and a lot of delays. This is a very fast and flexible. I say to you, Kevin, what needs to be improved in Bridgeport, right? The town where you live. And you say, wow, you know, there's this vacant lot that I would just love to see if we could get permission to start a community garden on it or put up a mural on the side so it's a little more beautiful or plant a pollinator garden or something uh, or put some benches for people to rest. And we say, awesome, that aligns with, you know, this big list of sustainability actions that are in our program. So we're going to set you up on our crowdfunding platform, teach you how to crowdfund. We're going to match every dollar you raise with a dollar from Sustainable CT. So you decide you want to do a community garden. We work with you, help you articulate how that might look, connect you with people, our municipal contact in Bridgeport, in case Chad can be of help to you and or knows of others interested in something like that. And then we help you with the crowdfunding and you're off and running. It's, you know, a six to eight week crowdfunding campaign. Then you've got your money doubled by us and a lot of local donors uh, contributing. And to us, the, the beauty of designing it this way is that your idea for that vacant lot is your idea. It becomes the community's idea when they have pledged some money or volunteered and become aware of it. And mm -hmm. we want to support projects that are community ideas, community led, but also, but, you know, bring in many people in the community that are behind it. So that's how the community match fund works. Um, over the past few years, we've invested over three and a half million dollars in projects across Connecticut, over 300 projects. And so of that three and a half million, Roughly half is from crowdfunding donors across the state and other states, people donating from wherever. And then uh, roughly half of that money is from us. Very cool. Sounds like a lot of great work. I got to ask you before we wrap this up about a recycled runway 2023, because I'm into artists and I have fashionistas in my house and, and it seems like a really good project. Oh, yeah. So we actually have a few projects. That's the trash and fashion one, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, so we have a few projects where people are taking what most people consider waste and making it into, um, it's fun. Uh, you're making something out of nothing and you're really helping people understand um, and pay more attention to waste and hopefully um, prevent yep. waste. Yeah. Yep. So you're having an award ceremony on October 17th to honor all these towns we've been talking about. You want to tell us a little bit about it, especially the venue in this American mural project where it's being held. It's billed as the largest indoor collaborative piece of artwork in the world. The pictures look amazing. It is amazing. So we came upon it because we hold our annual awards ceremony in one of our certified towns each year. So um, Winchester earned bronze certification among the other towns I listed, and they actually came in a little earlier. We have a, a, a spring certification, um, so they, they were 
certified then. And some folks told us about the American Mural Project out there, which is in Winchester. And we went out, took a look. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the biggest mural in the world created by an artist out there, but involving like students and lots of people in actually putting the piece together and, and putting it up. It's an homage to the American worker. So everything from, you can see all these things in the mural from like researchers working on some medical technology to a farmer milking a cow to a worker on a steel line in Pennsylvania in a steel factory, things like that. So it's beautiful. It's big, it's colorful. And we thought, what a great backdrop, the alignment of values of just acknowledging community, acknowledging our communities and the many different people and parts of our communities that contribute to who we are and improve who we are. It's a beautiful thing. So from four o'clock till seven o'clock on October 17th, we are having our celebration out there. That's where we'll give the 16 towns and the climate leaders their plaques and honor them. We'll have music and food. It's free to the public. If anyone's listening and would like to find out more, register. You can hop on our website, sustainablect.org, and there's a banner at the top, or you can just email that info at sustainablect.org and we'll um, direct you to the registration page. Well, then, Stoddard, thank you so much for telling me all about this. I didn't know as much as I know now about Sustainable CT, so I'm very grateful that you came aboard and spent some time with me here, and I'm sure my listeners are find it very interesting. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we'd love to have uh, people contact us if they want more information or to get involved. Yeah, so sustainablect.org, correct? Correct. Great. Well, thank you very much, Lynn Stoddard. Okay, thanks a lot, Kevin. You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher. 